Welcome to Let's Talk Archetypes with your host, renowned intuitive and author, Roy Solberg. Well, welcome. This is Roy. Thank you for joining me today. Um, we had a little technical um, glitches, but we're on, and and welcome to our new um, producer, Emily. <laughs> we got things worked out. So, let's see, where shall I start? It has been a heck of a week, has it not? Um, I'm sure all your prayers are going to the people in Boston. Um, it's a tough time. It is just really a tough time. And I feel that the the more we become harmonized in in our own lives, we send that energy out into the world. So this is our job. This is those of us who are aware it's time to get rebalanced, reclaim our power. You know, I've been working in this field for over thirty years and I've been helping people reclaim their power and you know, more or less discover who they are, what you're here to do. Um, and one of the first things I work on is that balance between the body, the mind, and the spirit. And the technique that I use is archetypes. I love these archetypes because it's like working in shorthand. You can find out whether you are being empowered or disempowered by the archetype that you're living at the present time. Archetypes are just patterns of energy. They are, um, if I said to you she's such a clown or a diva, you know exactly what I mean. And there are thousands of them, absolutely thousands of them. So today we're going to talk about the hedonist archetype. Now, (laughs) as I've said before, if I were in charge of the world, everyone would be in the hedonist archetype because the hedonist loves life. She lives in synchronized bliss of all the senses, taste, touch, sight, sound, and smell, everything. And it is that constant um, feeling of appreciation, of gratitude, and bliss. So today, think think of the archetype of the hedonist and how are you enjoying your life. Is your life good or is it muddled? If it's muddled, then let's see if we can't get it at least started straightening out today. And then you can always call for an appointment to to have some personal work done, if you like. So this month, I had um, started the 1st of April, April 3rd. I had Dr. Angela Hall from Soul Care in Glendale, Wisconsin. And she talked to us about our body. You know, how many of us can say, can honestly say, I love my body? I don't know of too many people. There's always something wrong. We're too short, too tall, too fat, too thin, you know, too old, too young. There's always something. But, you know, the body is not only the house that we live in. It is the the home of our soul. It's the home of our spirit. And so Angela told us that if you're if you think of your body as a house, You need to take care of it. You need to treat it well. You need to stop being at odds with your body. How often do you say, oh, my head is killing me or my back is killing me? So this week, listen to your words about how you talk about your body. Because each and every cell, and we have billions of cells in our body, have memory. So it is my belief that if you're telling your body, oh, it's killing me, then these cells go, oh, okay, well, here we go. 
So we wanted to inform the body that we love it, that we appreciate it, and that we want it to be healthy. The body is so important because when we, before we reincarnated, before we decided we were coming back to Earth, we had to compress the soul or leave parts of it out and squeeze it down to fit into the human form. One of my first readings (laughs) was... She told me that I had a very snooty soul, that it didn't like the confinement. It didn't like being in a small body. And I don't know why I chose to be only five foot and one half inch. And when you're only five foot, that half inch, believe me, is important. But it didn't like the confinement. It didn't like being in such a small, tight place. And so I would lift out of my body. It was easier for me to travel um, energetically than it was physically. So I kind of lost contact with with the feelings in my body, the appreciation for my body, until about 1992 when I sustained a back injury. And that that wakes you up. That was a surrender point. I couldn't go any further because I was virtually paralyzed. So it made me become one with the body, appreciate it, learn to love it. Yeah, there's still some things that I go, oh, I wish I were, etc. But overall, I've switched that. So one of the things you want to do with your body is when you get up in the morning, allow yourself to be present on earth in your body. And some of the ways you can do this is to rub your feet on the floor, just to say, I'm here, I am present. Um, you can also kind of tap your feet on the floor that says, here I am. I am, I am here, I am solid, I am grounded. Because so often we hop out of bed and we rush into stuff. Um, I'm always rushing downstairs to feed two hungry cats that are yelling. But it, it's important for us to appreciate that we are here. We are physically here on earth. Um, you can also take tobacco and sprinkle it on the earth and to appreciate the spirits that are here with you and that will keep you grounded. Another way is to light a candle. You know, just focus on I am present, and that's what lighting a candle does. It brings you to present time. It says I am doing this. Also, stretching the body allows you to harmonize and stretch the soul. Deep breathing is the way that you connect to spirit. And how many of us breathe very shallowly? How how many of us hold our breath? So notice what you're focusing on when you think about your body and, and begin to make peace with your form. How many times um, have you heard that you want to manage your heart disease, you want to manage your lung disease, you want to manage your diabetes, which is a big one right now. Listen to how listen to how those things are affecting your body. Personally, I don't want to manage a disease. I want to manage health. So you may want to switch that, and I encourage you to do that, to switch from managing an illness to managing good health. I found this quote from the Law of Attraction. And it said, anytime you have discomfort in your body um, and desire, when you desire something that but believe you can't create it, it becomes a block of energy, either emotionally or physically. 
So think back on your life and, and the people whom you know. How many times has illness or accident sidetracked the good intentions? This is the saboteur archetype. This is the victim archetype. I had a lovely friend who was a fabulous storyteller, and she was here to give that enjoyment. It was her passion. It was her purpose. She didn't activate it, and now she has Alzheimer's, and she can't remember all of these wonderful stories that she that she had, that she had rehearsed, that she would perform. Um, and it was sad because she, that gift to the world never took off. It never launched. So... Attracting your good health and attracting a good body is about envisioning the future. Take action in the now and not dwell in the past. You want to focus on healing, as I said. And movement is great. Tai Chi, yoga, uh, Qigong, all of these are great exercises that bring your spirit into your body and allow you to, to express it. So I would suggest that you do a mantra of, I love my body. Affirm that your body is wonderful, it's strong, beautiful, healthy, so very, very healthy. And one of the things in my classes that I do is a meditation where you actually imagine, visualize, pretend that you're taking your heart out and you're talking to it and you're examining it for any wounds or hurts or uh, anything that, that is there. And you heal it, and then you put it back into your into your chest, and allow the white energy, the white light, to come through and heal that part of you. This is really good for any part of your body. If you have pain someplace in your body, then talk to it, see what's going on, see what see what action you need to take. But above all, be gentle and remember to breathe. So on the um, the next show that we did this month was with Christina Gallagher on April 10th, and you can go back and and check these out because they're all um, they're all recorded and um, what am I trying to say in the queue? <laughs> you can find them. Just go to authenticueradio.com. So. Christina told us she owns Navigating Wisdom, and she told us about how the mind and the body work together. The mind gives us the visualization and the memory of the past, present, and the visualization of the future. So if you're thinking positive thoughts, then most likely, no matter how chaotic your life life becomes, you remain steadfast. Uh, One of the things I'm in right now is we're planning on putting our home on the market the home in Wisconsin and moving back to our home in California. And uh, we found that a neighbor uh, listed their home for thousands of dollars lower, identical house. Um, So we've decided to hold off. We're going to wait. And it could be that the person who is going to buy our house isn't ready yet, hasn't moved to the area. We never know about these things. The transfer maybe hasn't come through for the for the people to move here. So here we are. I'm half in and half out. I've got things packed. I've got things unpacked. I'm cleaning out and giving away like crazy. And I don't know what's going to happen. The only thing I know for sure is that I'll be okay, that this will work out. If I, If we sell the house this year, I'm okay. If we sell it next year, I'm okay. Because I firmly believe 
that the universe is on my side, just as it is for everyone. So whatever happens, we'll deal with it. You know, I'm very aware that maybe, just maybe, I'm not complete with my work in the Midwest. Maybe there's some other people I have to meet. And that's one of the great mysteries of life. <laughs> we, we don't know. We don't know. But as long as we have the mindset and as long as our thoughts are positive, then we're fine. We can work things out. You know, sometimes I have this vision of the universe having a command central, a place where all of our desires and goals and dreams, kind of a kind of a shipping receiving area of, of energetic things, like an airport tower maybe. Um, these universal entities are directing you so you'll meet the right people and have a pre who because we've made pre life agreements. We've said, Yeah, we'll meet you in such and such a time. The problem is when the mind takes over, we place an order and then start noodling about it. Is it going to is it gonna happen? When's it gonna happen? How's it gonna happen? And I and I just have this vision of two angels working there saying, Okay, Joe wants a job in Denver. Pull a job in Denver Denver for Mr. Joe. But then Joe's mind gets takes over and he goes through all the reasons it won't work. Can't leave can't leave the area, it's too far away, no openings, times are rough. So the order just kind of goes back on the shelf. That's the power of our mind. We want something and then we immediately talk ourselves out of it. We look at all the linear reasons why it can't happen. So the power of the mind is it has the ability to create unseen things. So whenever you, whatever you put into it or whatever comes out, that's what Universal Central, my Universal Central, is going to ship to you. Worry is negative prayer. I cannot say this often enough. And it sends your dreams way back to the far back shelf. When we do this dance of back and forth, I think the angels in, in the universe just wait to see which way you're going to go. So it's important that we let our mind visualize, and most importantly, trust that whatever you're visualizing can come to you. So when the body and mind are in sync, the stress level is diminished. You know, life is always, as I'm very fond of saying, life is always flowers at the front door and chaos at the back. That's why it's called life. What you do with it is what's important. Not what happens to you, what you do with what happens to you, how you think about it, how you sort it out in your mind. When I'm working with a client who's, made, who's going through the transition to, to find their authenticity, we always and they always hit bumps or tests along the way. Anytime you're giving up a pattern, an archetypal pattern, you will be tested to make sure you're giving, have really given it up. So I asked them to compare how long it took them to work their way through it now as compared to a year ago or a month ago. And the answer I get repeatedly is that before it would have taken them months. This time it only took a week. And that's when I reassure people that as you progress in your awareness, it will get down to a day, an hour, and then just a few minutes. And finally... You will, be, you will become so aware of where you're losing energy and power, you'll stop it before it gets going, before the mind 
can dust off its routine and say, oh, yeah, but you shoulda, woulda, coulda, and and then justify whatever it was that happened to you. Now, last week, so I want to go back to the mind. With the mind, you want to be able to visualize, imagine, or pretend your future. One of the things that Christine suggested was that as she wakes up in the morning, she visualizes her day ahead, and she always plans a great day. I'm going to meet great people. I'm going to accomplish this. I'm going there. And then she made sure that she informed us, then you have to get out of bed. (laughs) Then you have to keep going. You have to put action behind your visualization. Now, for me, I, um, I do it the night before. And so I have suggested to clients that if you are in that process of changing your story and changing your life, that the night before you visualize your life ahead. This is where you're creating. You know, in that twilight zone as you're falling asleep, just begin to visualize how your life is going to be overall. Then in the morning, use Christina's technique to to clarify and visualize the day. I have had people who couldn't who couldn't visualize, which um, is always a challenge. So if you are one of those who has difficulty, um, there's a couple of things you can do. You can look around and see what other people are doing and, oh, I would like that, so you have a role model. Or you can think about the things that you don't want and then reverse them to the things that you do want. That's a good way uh, to start, as long as you're not constantly in I don't like, I don't want. Um, it, it's a tool to get you into the positive. So, as I said, last week we had lovely, <clears throat> excuse me, lovely Katie Rose from London. Now, Katie uses her voice um to sing and does a great deal of healing work in the world. And we talked about the power of sound that brings together your spirit, your body, and your mind. This sound expresses who you are in the world. I I loved her explanation of when you are in a tense situation, just doing ah, just the word ah, because it is, I is the sound of the heart. And, you know, when you think about it, anytime you see something you really love, we go, oh, ah. <laughs> so that's a good way to kind of bring yourself back into center, bring yourself back into the body, and be in touch with that part of your, um, of your, of your spirit. You know, we're born into this world with a purpose. I firmly believe that. I think we we um, knew what we were to do. I think after we're born we get we get socialized and tend to forget and we have all of these reasons why it's not feasible. Uh, the artist, for instance, instance, worries about whether her work will be good enough. The writer, the same way. But those who are passionate Those who are balanced in mind, body, and spirit do it anyway. So it's very important to pull these together, get the mind into affirmations, 
Get your mind wrapped around things that are positive. Be with people who are positive. And work on the body in order to balance and center because the energy runs through the center of the body. It runs through the meridian system. Um, Acupuncture, yoga, massage, those are all good ways to open the energy centers, all the chakras throughout the body. I have shared um, Jack Kornfield's story many times, and it is so, for me, it is so worth repeating. He says, in Africa, there is a story that illustrates the quality of listening that can come through meditation. In a particular East African tribe or village, when a child is born, they don't count the birthday of that child from the day the child comes from the mother's body or even the day it is conceived as it does in other cultures, but rather from when that child is first a thought in the mother's mind. That's the real birthday. And as soon as the mother realizes that she would like to have a child with this particular partner, she will go off and sit in a field under a tree and listen and wait until she can hear the song of the child that wants to be born. But in her heart, it will come from the wedding or come from them coming together as man and wife. When she hears the song, she sings it to herself. And then she returns back to the village and teaches it to her partner so that when they make love, join together in love, they sing the song and they invite the child in to be born. And later, when she's pregnant, She sings the song to the child in the womb and teaches it to the midwives so that when the child is born, the first song or sound that it hears will be those gathered around singing its own unique song. As the child grows, the people of the village learn the song of this person so that when he falls down or hurts himself or herself, someone picks him up, sings their song, and and soothes them. Or later in the rites of passages or rituals of the village, the song is sung, the wedding ceremony where both songs are sung, until finally, even at the end of life, the song of this child, now as an old man or an old woman, is sung for the last time, and they say their last words. I love this story. I absolutely love it, as does Jack Cornfield. He says, when I first heard the story, it touched me in a way longing to live in a place where we heard one another's songs, where we were so in tune with ourselves and one another that we could greet each other in that way. And meditation allows us to hear the song within ourselves and to be respectful and hear the songs of other people around us. So... I agree. I think we all have a song to sing. I think it is our responsibility to find that song, to learn it, to bring it out to the world, and to sing it proudly. Let your voice be heard. Let your energy be in sync with the, with your body, your mind, and your spirit. Because, you know, we're all here for a reason, as I said, a purpose. And learning your song and singing it loudly and proudly is your gift to the world. And also, like Jack Cornfield said, allowing other people to sing theirs. But you know what I found? 
I found that when we stand in our own power, each of us, it's a gift to the person next to us. It's a gift to everyone in our lives. Because when we stand in our own power, when we are in sync and harmony together, it allows everyone else to be the same. So next week, I have uh, a great guest, Mia, um, is coming in from L.A., and I forgot her last name. I think it's Sanchez. And um, we're going to start on consciousness, and she's going to talk about passion, all sorts of passion. (laughs) So it's going to be a great show. Until then, take care of yourself. Remember to breathe and have a fabulous, have a hedonistic week, one that allows you to enjoy absolutely everything that you see or hear or taste or feel. Until then, take care.